Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Brianne Christ is a natural-born, intuitive, empath, healer, coach, speaker, and writer. A lifelong student, she's been trained in many different modalities and has achieved teacher certificate in some. Her corporate experience provided her with lots of opportunities to problem solve, manage crisis, and help people with life navigation. Since 2002, she's been a full-time teacher and coach, and she enjoys her practice of helping people immensely. She mentors people to be able to overcome obstacles and reach personal goals. And Carol, I understand you have personally worked with Brianne for about 10 years. Has it been that long? Yes, Claire. Brianne has helped me achieve many business and personal goals. So I really thank you for joining us today, Brianne. Well, thank you very much, Carol. I applaud you for being open. You know, one of the things that happens with people is they say they want to accomplish things, but when it comes down to it, they're not open at looking at things differently. So I applaud you for looking at things differently and and being there and showing up for yourself and from the heart. Oh, thank you. How nice to hear that. Well, I know that you've helped a lot of people with your guidance and advice. So what we want to cover is Using Your Mind to Fund Your Film or Create Your Future. And, of course, there will be film funding and film production in there. So there's a lot we want to learn today, and I thought we should start with what is the number one thing you feel holds people back from achieving their dreams and desires? Oh, well, thank you for asking that question. Um, What I really believe is people don't know what they want. They don't get clear on what it is they want. And that holds them back immensely because the energy in the universe doesn't know what to create. You know, so many people, and including me, I was here. When I started this, I took class after class after class. And as we know, there's a lot of advice on how to create things. There's a lot of classes out there that tell very different ways on how to create But what happens, though, is that things don't show up. And they did not show up because that wasn't things that I wanted. What I was asking for and other people were asking for is things they thought they needed, things that they thought would make them happy. And, of course, that doesn't work because it doesn't make us happy. So that is the number one thing. So what that means is one of your jobs is to get clarity. And we live in a wonderful time with the Internet where there's a lot of different people out there teaching a lot of different things. I'm always amazed at Instagram. There's a lot of my clients who follow people on Instagram and they get advice, some of it good, some of it not so good. And we have to really look at, What works for us? 
not just our vision and our dream, but how our energy interacts with our dream. And that's often a really big thing because the truth is we are all humans, we are all energetic, but our energies are very different due to our experiences, our childhood, our desires, our dreams. And we kind of have to recognize that. And so what this starts with is what do you want to create? And I am a firm believer from everything that I have done is it starts with you writing it down. Get yourself a journal. Get yourself some colored gel pens. I love color healing, and I really believe in the power of colors. So get yourself a journal and start writing down. And sometimes this is just good automatic writing. What would make you happy? And, you know, look at your film. It's like where are you on your film? Where honestly are you in your film process? And this is a really good time to be honest and truthful because one of the things I believe that can be very damaging to us is we go into the, oh, I have to be positive. I have to just think positive. So we sit there and say, oh, my film is done in six months and my film is done towards the end of the year. But, okay, awesome. And we want to put that energy out there, but there's all the steps. If you've never even raised your money, if you don't have your script done, if you don't have any of the planning steps, it kind of creates a vacuum in the energy field. So you can be positive all you want, but that positivity is not hooking into your goal. So you have to really start, I believe, with the the bottom line is like, all right, I raised, I have $10,000 raised by a house party or I have $10,000 raised for my film by August the 31st, 2022, things like that. And it's acknowledging where you are and truthfully looking at it. Now, Carol, you've had a lot of experience raising film. Would you say this is true? Oh, I think this is brilliant. I'm I'm just going to repeat what you were saying. One, clarity. What do you want? You have to be really clear on what you want. Um, You can believe it when you can see it. Someone said that, and I think that's very true. When you can visualize it and feel it, that that's really possible, then you can have it. Then you say, write it down. Get a journal, use colored pens. I love that kind of stuff. That brings out the kid in you, right, Brienne, the child? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the fun energy. It's the joy. And what we need to look at every goal we create as an element of joy. Because as you know, it's not always easy to raise $10,000 for your film. It's not always easy to find an editor that works. But the more you can be in that joy energy, the more you open it up for that to joyfully happen. And, and Carol, thank you for bringing up, it's once you get these things done, and I, I firmly believe it is great to have multiple goals. Don't just have one goal. Because it was explained to me very early on that if you just have one goal, the universe thinks that's all you want to create for the rest of your life. 
So that goal will take an excruciating long time because it doesn't want you to feel fulfilled and have nothing to do. So have multiple goals. And as you said, you visualize it, you feel it, you smell it, you taste it. You know that it's true. And meditate on it every day. See it and know that it's coming and see yourself in the picture. A lot of times people will create goals and they'll see like winning an award. Winning an award is a great goal to have. But they never see themselves in the picture. So see yourself in the picture, you walking up on stage, you getting that Academy Award or whatever it is. And if you cannot see yourself in the picture, you need to start asking why. All right. Universe, do I not see myself doing this? Do I think this is impossible? Why can't I not see myself in the picture? And really look at that and really forcefully put yourself in the picture and in the energy and see how that feels. Now, often if you cannot see yourself in the picture or you cannot feel it, it often means that there is something blocking it. And one of the big things with goals, fortunately slash unfortunately, is childhood patterns can get in the way. And this is one of the biggest things that I have seen is, you know, it's very normal that people don't want to look at childhood or they can't look at childhood. So many people have suppressed childhood memories, and I understand that. But unfortunately, what that does is in childhood, we develop so many thoughts and feelings about ourselves. So when we go to do these big things, our, our energy says, oh, no, you can't do that. Just like you could not do that when you were in the fourth grade, nothing works for you. No, no, you can't do it. And then all of that stuff is there. So it is really a good exercise, I believe, to let go of any patterns. Now, here's the thing with this. You do not need to drive yourself crazy with this. And don't think if you just find the right pattern, everything will be fine. Because that's really not how it works. Everything builds. So what I do is whenever I am looking at something big, I clear my energy and I flood myself with white light. And then I'm like, okay, let me look at this. What is holding me back? And a lot of times I will see memories of things. So then I'll basically, okay, anything and everything I decided about myself in that moment, I release and let go. And then I feel all that energy leaving my body and my field. And that works really well. So this is a good time where you use your cleaning energies. There's a, there's a million different ways to clean your energy. So this is a good time to clean your energy. Okay, so Carol, do you have anything to add to that? Well, yes, uh, clean your energy. That's really brilliant. Uh, clean your energy and flood yourself with white light and say, I release and let go of that energy. That's so important. Now, what is interesting is that uh, emotions heighten manifesting. So this is what you're saying, that you have to be in joy 
you do. You want that feeling of joy, completion, uh, confidence, self-confidence. Look what I just did. Pride, acknowledging the universe that I have achieved this because the secret seems to be that you have to believe you already have it. You have to get into the ability to meditate or sit quietly and pretend you have what you want and now you're facing the world with your completed film or your award-winning film, whatever it is you're, you're desiring, you have to get into the energy of ownership and that is included. You have to have the joy in there and one more thing. You have to feel like you deserve it. I think you may remember that they wrote about Jim Carrey when he was first starting out as an actor. Um, he had a hard time understanding what his personal value was. So he took himself up in the Hollywood Hills at night, and he had written himself a check for $10 million. And he played the role where someone was offering him the $10 million to do a project. And he couldn't accept it. He couldn't get into the feeling that he was worth the $10 million. So he kept practicing and practicing to bring his own self-confidence up to the point where he did accept it one night. And after that, he got his first $10 million job, and that's uh, on record. So this is what you have to do. Where's your self-confidence? Is it in the pits where you have to pull it back out and start saying to yourself, look, uh, I'm really good at this. I'm good at that. I'm a great filmmaker. And complimenting yourself on a daily basis, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad that you brought this up because what happens, self-confidence is a really interesting emotion. It's, it's a bunch of emotions. And what I have found with self-confidence, the people who do not have it, sometimes they can believe that they're missing something. And a lot of times this can be traced back to childhood. Did you not have love in your childhood? Did you not have joy, happiness, fulfillment, wealth? Did you not have the ability to create the life that you want? Did you watch your parents crash and burn every 10 minutes? You know, that kind of thing. So a lot of that is in this energy. So as far as self-confidence, I really agree, yes, you work on it from the bigger level, but also the smaller level. It's like, all right, you know what, universe, my self-confidence is in the toilet. (laughs) I know I can do this, but there's something in me that says, heck no, you're not doing anything. Just go shut up. Leave your film to the pros and go sit on your computer and do your job and shut up, you know. And that's the kind of thing we've really got to look at. So kind of go through your childhood, go through your adult life, too, because a lot of things happen in adults. What are you missing? And this is a great question. All right, universe, what am I missing here? Do I feel I have love, joy, happiness? And just kind of go through all of the emotions and just, see what pops up. This is a really good time to do it, not from the head space, but from muscle testing. And if you don't know how to muscle test sway testing, please do that because that is really important to learn to test 
things in the grocery store because a lot of stuff is being sold as organic that is not. So the more you can test, the better. So you do the testing and you see what is it that is blocking your self-confidence. Okay, gratitude. It's like I was never taught to be grateful as a kid. Okay, all right, universe, how can I develop gratitude? How can I expand my gratitude muscle? And then you start like each day. It's like, all right, I'm being more grateful today. I'm experiencing gratitude in a different way. And and just so you know, gratitude and all of these other emotions, it's not just you giving it, it's you receiving it too. And that is one thing we need to understand because it will be very off balance is if you just, oh, I'm grateful for you, I'm grateful for you, grateful for you. Awesome. And do that just like, you know what? I received some gratitude I've never received before. Who can I listen to be grateful for me today? And that is a wonderful experience. That opens up a lot of energy. Okay. Now, what that also ties into what you also brought up was self-talk. And one of the things that we really have to do is change our self-talk. Because one of the things that's been amazing to me, and I'm guilty of this just like everybody else, is we say a lot of negativity that we're not even aware of. We have so much speech and thoughts that are just automatic running around our head. We're just not aware of them anymore because they're normal. You know, a great example of this was I had a client who came in, and this was years ago, and she was mad at Christians for whatever reason that day. And so every, like, 10 seconds was, oh, I hate Christians. I hate them. I hate them. And this went on for about 30 minutes. And she said, I just don't understand what's wrong with my energy. And I said, maybe it's all the hatred. She said, I don't hate anybody. (laughs) Okay, well, I have listened to all of this. And she just looked at me blankly because she just it was such an automatic anger reaction that she didn't see it. So being in self-talk, it's like, all right, universe, I'm choosing better self-talk. Show me where I am negatively self-talking. And it's very interesting because things will come up. And a lot of times what happens with this, so be aware, is you will often attract people who are doing what you're doing. And if it ticks you off, that's a sign that you're probably doing it to. It's either you're doing it to or you're judging yourself for doing it. So, wow. all right, what, yeah, like what new emotion can I speak today? What, what new version of love can I be today? And being in that wonderful energy. And you'll be amazed at once you get rid of a lot of this self-talk, you will have so much energy because this negative self-talk is a lie. It is one of the biggest lies. And because you're saying it, you have to maintain the lies. And we all know how much of a burden lies can be because, you know, we've all held secrets for people. We've all earned our own secrets. And it just really impacts the energy field. Would you agree, Carol? Oh, my God, yes. Carolyn Mace talks about this. 
because she works with a lot of people who've had trauma in their lives, and she the attitude is that you have to leave that trauma because Carolyn says that you, when you get up in the morning, by the time you get out the door on your way to work, you have used up so much energy to push away or push down all of the unresolved anger and emotions that you're dealing with that it's a, it's a major uh, process to get through the rest of the day because you've already used so much uh, energy to overcome uh, the stuff stuff you're carrying. So that could be from any trauma that you've experienced, some from loss on to death of something important to you. So how do you, you've got to uh, handle those things to bring to the light, Carolyn says, and uh, resolve them so you can go on with your life. And then you, because you're using too much of your energy just to overcome some of that, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, over the years, I have studied a lot about releasing trauma just because it's so huge. And what I realized is we basically have a lot of traumas we're not really aware of because it can be small. And a lot of times what can happen, especially with energetically sensitive people, is if something happens they don't want, they can actually go into trauma. But a big part of trauma, though, is shock. Because what happens is the shock hits us and then the trauma. And what I have found is if we do not get rid of the shock, it's very hard to get rid of the trauma. So what I would say with this is, like, if you've got a trauma that's going, or if it's running around in your head that your husband cheated on you, like, Okay, you know what, universe, I'm completing the shock of this. I'm completing the shock, I'm letting go of the energy, and I'm reclaiming all of my energy. Because that's what shock does, is it separates us from part of our energy. And we never get that energy back until the shock completes. And then it's like, okay, I'm letting go of all the trauma associated with this. I'm letting go and being in that energy and space. And this often takes some time, but it, it's really a worthwhile thing because you're reclaiming a lot of energy when you do it. Okay, now, here's the thing with shock and trauma. If you have been trained in the military, you probably have a truckload of trauma you are not even aware of because um, I used to work on a lot of servicemen down in Pendleton. And it was amazing to me that these guys would come back after a couple tours in Iraq, say, oh, I don't have any trauma. I don't have any trauma. And I'm like, yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. So (laughs) what I would have to do is open up their energy and look for traumas. And it's because what they are trained, and, you know, to do their job, they can't go into trauma. They can't go into shock. So one of the helicopter pilots told me one time, it's like we do things once, And we do it a million more times so we can do it in our sleep. And what that does is that removes any shock and trauma energy. And that's not necessarily a good thing because these things are running around. One of my favorite stories about this was I had a special ops guy. And he basically said, oh, I don't have any shock. I don't have any shock or trauma. 
so what I did is I, I looked at his his promise and I said, I see you standing out in a field looking very unnerved and you're all by yourself. And he said, oh, that was Bosnia. I accidentally wandered into a field where there were tank landmines that had not been cleared. Oh and I'm like, gosh. okay, well, we need to get that. So we got that. And then it still hung around, and I started seeing the color pink. And I said, what is this? There's the color pink here, and this trauma still here. He says, oh, well, my buddy teased me for six months because they said that if I would have hit one of those landmines, um, I would be pink mist. So they, caused, they called me pink mist for six months. I'm like, oh, my God. But, you know, typical military is there was more shock and trauma of being called pink mist than there was being in the Yes, reminded, they reminded him every day of that trauma, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and there were a bunch more of things like that. So it's, it's looking at this. And, and chances are if it looked like a small event and you're still thinking about it as an adult, there is probably shock and trauma attached to it. Um, very early on, I had a guy, and he, he just couldn't create what he wanted to create. And I opened up his energy, and I saw this fishing thing and him being really upset on his birthday. And come to find he said, well, it was no big deal. I was 10, and my father promised me he would take me fishing, but he did not. And that upset me. And, but it's no big deal. Like, no, you're 10. It's a big deal. You know, don't look at trauma from an adult perspective. You're 10. And looking at your energy, you are very traumatized. So we worked on pulling that, and his energy abruptly changed. So, you know, do yourself a favor. Do not look at childhood traumas from adult eyes. Look at them from your energy at that point. Yeah. Oh, that's very that's- important to realize. But and Brienne, do me a favor and tell us how how do you do the sway test? Most people don't know what that is. Okay, well, there's some great videos on YouTube. So basically, what you do is you underneath your nose and and top of your lips, and you, what you're doing is you're resetting your polarities, and you make sure you drink water. And then you stand in the energy and you say, give me a yes, and you should fall forward. Give me a no, and you should fall backwards. And that means that your polarity is really good, okay? And then you you can ask questions, but this is really good for, like, the supermarket if you're trying to decide what to buy. You can buy, you know, pick up a yogurt and say, all right, yogurt, are you truly organic? And you'll see, does your body fall forward for yes or backwards for no? And this is wonder, a wonderful thing because what this does is it bypasses the mind and it allows you just to be in your true energy. Now, be aware with this. You cannot do a million things at once. Is What can happen is after sometimes 10 things, your energy goes into overload. So you will need to tap again and you will need to drink more water, okay? And that's okay. But being in, you know, that energy is really good. And it's a really great skill. And so there's lots of um, really wonderful um, videos on YouTube about it. 
Well, I use it when uh, because I I'm so allergic uh, to gluten and things. So I use it in grocery stores to say, uh, is this good for my body? Uh, and uh, and I get a quick yes or no. And sometimes when you're looking for homeopathic stuff, there's so many to choose from that you can use that sway test to find the right one. And when you, you know, when you get really good at it, I've been doing this for many years, I can put my finger on a bottle, there'll be a whole row of stuff I'll touch, and then the one will jump out. That's it. I can feel the energy from the bottle. Then I can test it on my body. Uh, but we, the body knows all this, Brienne, and Dr. Deepak Chopra has been telling us this for 20 years in his uh, trainings. He says oh. that that the stomach doesn't have the failure history the mind has, right? And so mm-hmm. when uh, the brain gets overloaded quite often today because it's dealing with toxins in the water, the air, in the food, all of these things. So often the the brain sends the decision making to the stomach which doesn't know the failure history and gives you a faster, quicker answer that is quite accurate. And that's the same thing as the sway test. He said years ago, if you want another cup of coffee, walk over to the coffee machine at your office and stand there and see how you feel. And I'm telling you, it works because you can get a sour stomach real fast. And no, no, I don't want any more coffee. So you're right. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the really good things with this, too, is you can actually pick up the from all the vitamins. Um, Way back when I, you know, I'm like everybody else. You know, your body really wants to supplement. Then you go buy it and you take it two or three days a week and then you're done. And then you've got all these thousands of of dollars of supplements (laughs) and things. Well, what you can do, though, and I learned this when I was working with Dr. Cutler, who does algae elimination, is if you feel like you need something, you just go walk around the vitamin aisle at Whole Foods or any place. And you say, okay, I'm picking up all the energy that I need. And I, 90 times out of 100, I don't need the supplement after that because I've gotten all the energy that I need. Oh, wow. And that's, that's really yeah. high level. Yeah, and that can save you a lot of money. Yeah. So it's it's the essence. You're picking up the essence, which is an energy, an energy vibration. Go back to Tesla. He says everything is an energy. So, yes, every one of those supplements has its own energy, and you're filling your body with those energies. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And see, what they're there for. You know, we're kind of brainwashed with medications and supplements that it works on a physical level. And, yes, it does work on a physical level. But if we allow the energetic level to come in, it can fix things at a really faster pace because we're allowing it to be its true energy without limiting it. Yes. And, yeah, and that's a really great thing. So, yeah, and this all boils down to our energy and what works for us. 
And one of the things that I find happens when people start doing these goals and everything, things don't work and they get upset. Well, if things do not work, you have to kind of start asking the goal. Like, all right, goal, do I really want you? Am I willing to receive you? And that is a really, really big thing because a lot of times we are not able to receive what it is. So then going into, all right, universe, what can I receive here? What can Now, what that does is, you know, it shows us what also we are not allowing ourselves to see. Because one of the big things that happens when you start doing these goals is the universe starts delivering messages to you. The universe starts showing you things. But, and here's the big but, a lot of times we don't see it. A lot of times we're in our busy lives and we cannot see it. So what we have to do is really be in the intention of, all right, universe, show me what I need to see here. Show me what it is that I need to do here. And being in that energy is really super important. Because one of the things I have found with people is I cannot tell you how many people, when we start doing this work, say, oh, you know, I just want the universe to tell me. I want a big neon sign that tells me what to do and where to do it and when to do it. <laughs> and that's not how the universe really works. Now, sometimes we get those. I'm sure, Carol, you can speak to that. But more often than not, it is subtle. And seeing it's like one of the things I get which always fascinates me is I will be doing something on the internet and all of a sudden something will come up that I did not search for and something that shouldn't have logically came up. But there it is. And I have to write it down because I can pretty much guarantee that I will not be able to find it again. (laughs) But that's how these these are so important, Brianne, because that happened to me about two weeks ago. Elspeth Tavares is a brilliant writer, and she had her own magazine in Europe, uh, The Business of Film. And she gave, uh, through her Women in Film and Television International, she gave me an award, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I was on my computer, and a picture of El- of Elspeth and myself popped on my screen. I didn't even know I had that picture. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to say hello to her. I haven't talked to her in months. And I didn't follow through. And two weeks later, she crossed over. So that was... Uh, that, that taught me I will always pay attention in the future. That was my time to say hello, goodbye to Elspeth. Amazing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It is, it is. And the universe delivers a lot of messages. But we just have to, to calm our minds down and allow us to receive it. Because a lot of times we get hurry, 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 rush, rush, rush. And it's like, no. All right, universe, show me what I need to do. Show me who I can be. And it's, you know, choosing to be a different person, choosing to be that successful filmmaker, choosing to be the person who has money, you know, all of that. And and being in that energy and meditating on that energy is absolutely wonderful. And that's what helps it. That meditation, Brianne, address that because you see if you really want 
to know what's going on. If you can get quiet, you can pick things up faster through your meditation, don't you think? Absolutely. And it's not just sitting for however long, because what happens is we've been brainwashed that meditation takes 30 minutes, an hour, two hours. No, uh uh-uh. It can be very, very quick because it's not about the time. It's about the quietness. It's about the connection. And so finding a meditation that really works for your energy is wonderful. And being able to, you know, ask for what you want and, and look at it. Now, here's the thing, too, is I really believe we should look at our goals because this filmmaking uh, goal is a goal, right? So we should look at them every month, and you should look at this and ask it, all right, are you still on track? What can I do here? Does this still make me happy? Am I still engaged with this? Because we, as we know, a lot of times life gets busy and we don't engage with our goals. And when we don't engage with our goals, they fall by the wayside because the universe just thinks it's a fantasy then. So really looking at your goals and then writing supporting goals. Like, I choose to be a successful filmmaker. Okay, well, what does that entail? I choose to be an industry leader. I allow and choose to be an award-winning filmmaker. I allow and choose to be supported by, you know, MGM or Pixar or whatever it is. And looking at that and writing a bunch of supportive goals can really, really give energy to your bigger goals. Good. But you know what people don't do, Brianne, is they don't follow through. You know, for example, you start praying to become a leader in your community or in your industry, and then someone calls and says, uh, we're having a party. Why don't you join us? Who's going? Well, I've got a lot of wealthy people here. Go. No. Get away from Netflix and walk out that door. Um, Take all of the invites, investigate every lead that is given to you because you have to play this game like a tennis match. You've hit your best serve, and now get back to the center of your court and be ready to receive. That ball's coming back to you, and you're going to kill it. So where, who's going to come to you next and say, let's do, or there is a class. You want to take this with me? Yes. Be totally open, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things people need to understand about energy, and this has always amazed me, is you can put energy out east, but then your people come from west. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times... I've sent out flyers. I got nothing from that, but I told the universe that I really wanted more clients. So a bunch of people came from other sources that I don't know how they got to me, but they got to me. So absolutely, it's about taking the invites, not judging the invites, but choosing to make your film more of a priority than staying at home in your house, more of a priority. And, and if you're not making it a priority, you've got to ask yourself why. Why am I not making this priority? Is it really important to me? And and just doing that, because this also goes back to what I was talking about, is there's a lot of teachings out there that say, oh, you just ask for once, for it once, the universe gets it, and then it magically shows up. 
Well, we know that that doesn't happen for a variety of reasons. And one of the biggest ones is there's so much negativity in our head, and if we're not putting any energy towards our goal, the universe thinks we don't want it. So absolutely, it's putting the energy, putting the time, and being in your imagination. And your imagination is almost important as the, or probably more important than the emotions. Because your imagination is you can really see yourself having a completed film. And it's not just the fantasy mind thing, but like you can see it, you can feel it, you know, you've got your great dress on, you know, for the Academy Awards, and it's all just wonderful. And the more you can see that, the better. (laughs) And And if you don't allow yourself to do that, then ask yourself why. Is this important? Or is there a program blocking me? And one of the biggest things is they say, and they've done research on this, wherever your parents were financially at two, when you were two, that is the program you will keep recreating until you change it. And I really strongly, and and that's a lot of childhood stuff too, is especially a lot of creative people are very energetically sensitive. So that means that they're cleaning up people's energy 24-7 and they're taking on all this stuff, and that's not good because it's not your job. So if you're constantly feeling other people's energies, you know, allow yourself to have boundaries on other people's energies. It's not your job to clean people up. It's their job to clean themselves up. Now, you can help if needed. You can provide assistance. But you have to make sure you're not taking on other people's energies. Um, One of the big boundary statements, and this really changed my life because I am an empath and I'm constantly, or I was constantly taking on people's crap. So basically what I do first thing in the morning is I hereby now and forever on all levels of my being set 100% healthy boundaries on people, negative energy, and negative self-talk, and I blow it out. And what Whoa, say it again. Is, <laughs> say it again so we can all write it down. That was so good. Please. Yeah. I hereby now and forever mm-hmm. on all levels of my being set 100% healthy boundaries on people, okay. negative energies, and negative self-talk. And then you blow it out. Now, here's the thing. is If you're having a problem with your spouse, your boss, you can add names to this. There's no disrespect here. What you're doing is you are making your energy more important than their energy. And what this does is it throws it out of your field. Now, because you've been walking around without boundaries forever, you're going to have to reset them probably several times during the day. But that's okay. Now, with this wow. Yeah, you use this technique too. Like I'm sure everybody's had the experience where they're feeling really great and they go talk to somebody and they feel like they got hit by a bus. That's a boundary violation. So you walk away from that person and say, set 100% healthy boundaries on the person and all their energies and entities and you blow it out. And the same is with rooms. It's like feeling really great and you walk into your room and you go, yikes, that's a boundary violation and that's a lot of it. So you set a boundary on this room and everything, everyone in it, you blow it out. Mm. And, yeah, and, and yes. what, 
what this does is it gives you an awful lot of wonderful energy. So, doing wow. Thank yeah. you, Brian. My gosh, you've given us so many great ideas today. First of all, get clear on what you want. Write it down. Get a journal. Write in your journal. Pretend you already own it. You have it. Feel into it. Set multiple goals. Work in joy. Meditate and give yourself time to feel into things and use your creativity and shore up your self-confidence. That's the key. Be prepared for things to start changing. You'll get invitations, pick up the telephone. Um, I was working with Shirley, I, uh, and I decided to answer the phone for a few days so she could get some work done on the accounting and I had so much fun, Brienne, talking to clients directly. And, of course, it, it, you know, it was a shock that I was answering the phone, but I was having a good time. So you, you want to be always prepared because a lot of times people called and, and they just wanted to talk to someone about their film, and they got me, so I was able to help them. You never know when you start asking the universe for help what could happen, so be totally open. You want to be able to pitch your film to anybody, anywhere. Uh, it has to be part of your DNA. All of these things Brianne is telling you is so important. And the um, and on the subject of meditation, Brianne, Claire recorded a fantastic meditation for all of us, and it's on the first page of From the Heart Productions.com. Scroll down, and it says Free Meditation. So you just sit there and relax and take your goal into the meditation. It was created for you to bring your goal in, to visualize it and see it as completed in your meditation, which only helps to pull it towards you faster. So, Brian, we all thank you so much, sweet. Do you have some things you want to say in closing? Okay, well, just one thing talking about that is, Watch your self-judgment because it's really important that you don't go into judgment. Is this person worthy of pitching? Does this person have money? It's like, no. You, you never know who has money. You never know who wants to support your film. Maybe this person doesn't have money, but maybe they've got a millionaire friend who wants to support. So getting out of self-judgment and getting out of judgment of these people is really good. So as you said, it's just, your pitching is part of your DNA. You're happy to pitch. It's a joy to pitch. And everyone feels your enthusiasm and your joy for the project. That's very good. So um, just in closing, if you would like to talk to me or get a session, um, you can reach me at Price at gmail.com, B-R-E-P-R-Y-S-E at gmail.com, or The Candle Magician. Um, oh, my God, we didn't even talk about the candle work that you do. That is so much fun. Yes, go to thecandlemagician.com, right, and check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm updating the site, but we're going to have a big one um, the first part of August, so that will be wonderful. So anyway, it's just be in your energy. Allow yourself to be unapologetically in your energy, and that will bring you so much joy and love and peace and understanding. So thank you, Carol. 
Oh, Brienne, we all give you a thousand thanks for this information. Claire, wasn't that incredible? Yes, it was. And I was thinking um, with the different exercises that you shared with us, Brienne, how much healthier our relationships with our, not just ourselves but with others can be when we do these types of exercises. It makes, th- it makes things flow much better and it makes the, the authentic love and um, sincere relationships flourish more with this type of work that you're doing. Oh, absolutely, Claire, and that's a wonderful point because what happens is the more clear we get, the more clear everybody around us gets. So what we're doing is we're really cleaning up the world by doing the exercises and getting in our joy and happiness because then that gives other people permission to be in their joy and happiness, and you can't go wrong there. So awesome. Wow. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank Lots you. of good luck, Brienne. We look forward to having you back in the future. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you, Sounds Carol good. and Claire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye for All right. now. Bye, Carol. Thanks, and be well, everyone. Bye, Claire. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's david, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.